It is Whitesboro Bearcat football time in Texas. It's now time for the Whitesboro Sports Nation radio show. And it's brought to you by the Whitesboro Athletic Booster Club, where we will go over everything Whitesboro, the Bearcat, and the Lady Cat Sports Nation. With your host, Frank Grantham and Linda Lee, as we visit with Whitesboro Athletic Director and Head Football Coach, Cody Fagan. Hello and welcome to the Whitesboro Sports Nation show. We are here with Coach Fagan, the Athletic Director of Whitesboro. And we're here to talk really about all things Whitesboro. Coach, it's homecoming week. There's really just a lot that's starting to heat up in the community as a whole. We're right now outside of Delhi 56, so you might hear a little bit of traffic noise just as a, a caveat before we get started. But, Coach, let's just really get into it. Let's talk a little bit about the community, about fall, about everything that's going on, and let's just look at the Whitesboro Athletics Department. Uh, yeah, obviously, homecoming's a great time. Got a lot of stuff planned for the week. Community pep rally Friday morning over at the stadium with the whole uh, every campus involved will be there, so it should be a, a fun time that morning. And then obviously lots of alumni coming back that evening to uh, celebrate homecoming and watch the, the games that we've got going. So uh, lots of sports going as well. Volleyball has been uh, battling through a really, really tough district, still finding a way to get a few wins here and there, and still going into the second half of district, got a chance at uh, sliding into the playoffs if they can sneak up on a couple people and then on the cross-country side we're getting down to that uh, postseason time getting not really an actual meet this week for the cross-country team because they're getting prepared for next week at district so got about 11 day break getting their bodies ready for that district regional and state push and then tennis is down in Salina today playing Kalisburg neither Kalisburg or us have eight courts and that's really what it takes to play fall tennis in a reasonable amount of time so we originally had that planned over in Gainesville, but they had some kind of threat this morning. So we had to last second move it down to Salina. So tennis is looking good. They're gonna end up making the playoffs. Hopefully they can take care of uh, Kalisburg down there tonight and get a better seed going in. And then obviously lots of stuff going along with the football program, lots of sub varsity games still going on. Um, and obviously getting ready for that big game Friday night against Peace Street at home. Absolutely, Coach. It's like Lindell said, homecoming week. Uh, a lot of the sports really doing great. Whitesboro football moved to 5-0 and with the win over Boyd Friday night. 43-8 to over Boyd, the Boyd Yellow Jackets. You know, Whitesboro has won 11 out of the last 12 games now. That includes the playoffs last year. Um, Mike Harper directing the offense uh, Friday night, 234 yards passing. And on the uh, Russian side of it, Grayson Ledbetter, I believe he was player of the week again, ran for 247 yards. And... I didn't realize he ran for that much watching that game, but, I mean, he is now at the verge of almost averaging 10 yards a carry. That's how good he's done after he's returned from that injury that he couldn't play towards the end of last year. But he's really responded well to that injury and then rehabbing it shows, you know. Um, Max Parker, also the junior, he had almost 100 yards rushing. He had 79 yards rushing. So, really, the off- that just shows you the offensive line – really doing this job this year, and I think it's an improvement that we talked about last week. They really just keep gelling at the right time, and Whitesboro's usually known to gel at the end of the year, but we're really, in my opinion, really gelling at the right time right now, also going into district play. Uh, Mike Harper, he's almost at 1,200 yards passing, 
has 11 touchdowns, and he's uh, ran for eight more touchdowns as well. So just a great year, Coach. I mean, what can you really say about Max as he directs this offense this year? You know, Max doing a phenomenal job. We give him a lot more responsibility than any quarterback I've ever given in any system. But he earns the right to do that by watching film with Coach Webb. And by the time we get to game day on Friday, Coach Webb knows that he's seeing the field the same way he is and uh, making decisions based on what we want him to do. So we give him the freedom to pull that ball out of there and throw it out on the edge when he sees the proper alignment by the defense. And then obviously it's always fun to know that, hey, it's short yardage. You just hand that ball off to Grayson and that offensive line's going to plow through there and make some way for him. So. You know, we've done a phenomenal job running the ball this year and throwing it on the edge. So uh, Max get, Mac gets a lot of credit for that. But at the same time, you know, those uh, four seniors and one junior on that offensive line are doing a great job of opening holes up and, uh, you know, giving everybody time to do what they need to do. So it's been exciting to see if we can keep it rolling. Coach, I don't Absolutely. guess that um, Grayson's going to fly under the radar anymore. No, you know, I mean, because we, we, we didn't have him out, the, out front at the beginning of the season. Of course, we knew what he was capable of as of last season, but, of course, he missed the last half of the season or more. Uh, so I, I guess teams are going to start prepping. Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, uh, as a defensive guy, me and Coach Gabbert giggle about it sometimes. But, you know, the beauty of our offense is if they want to bring more people into the box, that just opens up Mac and uh, all those weapons out on the edge with Carter and Jace and Clay and Brett. And so – um, you know, it, it's a tough scheme to stop, and that's obviously what our job is as coaches is put the kids in a position to be successful. But uh, I will say it makes it a lot easier to look like we know what's going on when you've got those guys out there and you're able to hand the ball off to Grayson or Max um, and then still throw it out on the edge to four or five quality targets. Exactly. And then the guy holding the ball every single play, uh, he could just tuck it and run it at any moment too. So. Lots of weapons, lots of kids that have made a lot of plays this year and hopefully gained a lot of confidence as we get closer and closer to some really good games and some games that are going to uh, you know, decide our fate come uh, late November. Absolutely, Coach. Well, you know, we were talking about Coach Lev since he's right. This is his second year here. Um, he gave me $5 to mention this on the air. So uh, Coach Lev in his second year here, before he arrived, Whitesboro's offense was averaging 17 points per game. Now, in the two years he's been here, the production has went up to almost 40 points a game. That's 37 points a game. So he's done a terrific job as offensive coordinator here. Uh, I mean, that's a big jump there. But I'm, I am kidding you. He didn't mention that. I just kind of did a little statistics run on that, looking at that. Because I, I knew our offense is really – uh, really changed for the better over this since he had joined us here. But he'll he'll be the first one to tell you that it's the kids doing it and the coaches, you know, not him at all. But uh, he's done a fabulous job since he's came aboard here. Um, let's go to the defensive side of it now. You know, great job, Coach. Your defense, you know, with you and Gabbert kind of running that also. Um, limited uh, Boyd to just eight points. I mean, especially Boyd did not even score in the second half Friday. I mean, how proud of you of that defensive line and uh, your whole secondary actually doing a great job as well? You know, I knew they had it in them. Uh, we were hard on them this past week. We felt like a second half against Pilot Point. We didn't live up to our expectation level with the way we were playing. So we were hard on those kids. Uh, they responded well, and, you know, I took those on the chin, those eight points Friday night against Boyd. I went for that fake punt there 
uh, really not a fake punt, just going for it on fourth down, basically. And so put the defense in a bad position and then, you know, gave up those eight points early. But then uh, they took it as a challenge to buckle down and not let it happen again. And, you know, played really three solid quarters without giving up a single point and forcing lots of punts and taking the ball away from them. So if we can continue that, uh, you know, shutting people down and scoring a lot of points on offense, obviously uh, you guys know as well as I do, it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Absolutely. And uh, let's just real quick go over special teams. Uh, Trevino was five of five on the extra point. So, you know, he got his, uh, he got it taken care of too. Trevino did not miss an extra point. So, I mean, that's crucial. You get into games further along in the season. Yeah, we actually, uh, and our own goals in, in-house each week, the last two weeks in a row have reached all three of our special teams goals. So Peter's are doing a great job, and then a lot of those kids that aren't necessarily offensive or defensive starters are doing a phenomenal job taking care of business uh, in that third of the game. Coach, I got a question for you. Uh, we we ha- made our first field goal in two years earlier this season. How close are you – how close do you need to be to feel comfortable uh, going for three? Uh, you know, I, I think it's all situational based. It's uh, going to be depending on where we're at on the field, where we're at on the hash, wind, all those different variables. Lots of kids uh, take part in that play. And right now I just feel like the, the way the games have played out with the situations we've been in, uh, we haven't needed to do that except for that game early. And, you know, that's a, a test early to see can we do it when we need to. And I think as we gr- grow and as we continue into the year, there's going to come some times where, you know, you might be inside their 20 with a fourth and way longer than you feel comfortable going for it. And you're going to put Peter out there and see if he can kick it through. So uh, we haven't done it a lot and not necessarily because we don't think we can do it, just because we also have a pretty high-powered offense. And right, exactly. Fourth and yeah. Less than three, we feel like we got a pretty good shot yeah, of going play and getting just the first hasn't down. Dictated it. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, guys, let's turn our uh, attention this homecoming week. Let's turn it to the Peaster Greyhounds district contest. Now they do come in at one and four, but uh, we all know they've got some weapons on their team. The reason I say you can't take them lightly is because uh, you know they're one and four, but they lost to Brock, which we know how powerful Brock is. They lost to Tolar, which is five and zero. Oh. They lost a Wall, which is four and one, and they lost a Jacksboro, which is three and two. So all them teams are good. So you can't, even though they come with a one and four record, you don't want to have them come sneak up. You can't take the Greyhounds lightly, there, Coach. No, absolutely, they're a good team. Uh, coach, uh, coaches do a great job out there. They're a very young program. I want to say they're only in their fourth or fifth year total as a program. Uh, only their third year in the UIL, I believe. So. Uh, they're still an up-and-coming program right out there on the edge of Weatherford, not far at all from Brock uh, geographically. Uh, good kids, they play really hard, got a good scheme, so we're going to have our hands full and have to come out ready to go. Uh, but like I say every week, if our kids can protect the football and force many turnovers, I feel good about our chances. And, uh, you know, I think our kids have had a great week of preparation so far. You know, me and Lendl were talking about this a few minutes ago, a homecoming week typically is fun for the community and kids, but the coaches we're not real excited about homecoming <laughs> weeks all the time because it just means a lot of distractions exactly. on our end. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think our kids have handled those distractions well to this point, and hopefully they can continue to do that into Friday night and take care of business early and often. Yes, absolutely. Just a few things to go over with uh, Peaster also. Plus, for our listeners, their quarterback Gunnar McElroy, he is a good quality quarterback. But when he is pressured, we've seen he has five interceptions on the year. So if we can put some pressure on him uh that could lead to some uh get the 
Bearcat Bakery going to get some turnovers there. And their offense, they've got a, a talented running back in Gilbert. Uh, he's 6'3", 210 pounds. He had 16 carries for 50 yards versus Brock last week. So they do, we got to keep their eye on them. They do have some uh, talent and some weapons there. So, Coach, let's go to injuries-wise. Uh, sometimes we cover that. Uh, How is the Bearcats looking for this homecoming matchup this week on injuries? We're uh, looking real good except for the elbow department. We're now up to two injured elbows. We oh, had, no. Uh, Alex Terrazas went out and literally on the first play of the game last week with a dislocated elbow and went over. He was actually on the um, on the ambulance. They were getting looking at it, trying to get it popped back into place. And right when I got there, they popped it back in. And uh, the EMT was suggesting that he probably shouldn't go back in, should probably go back to the sideline and put it in a sling. And he looked at his mom, and his mom smiled and said, it's football, coach, go. So he, he ran on out there. We were proud of him for that. He went and got his elbow wrapped up and was ready to go the rest of the night. Um, and then obviously uh, we, we had the one other uh, elbow injury early in the year with Esteban Hernandez. So oddly enough, that's not normally the injury you talk about in football, but we've had two of them so far this year. But it looks like Esteban's probably a couple more weeks before we're going to get him back. And then... Uh, depending on how it heals up and how it feels. I think we could have Alex Terrazas back by Friday night. He's had it wrapped up and uh, trying to go through uh, practice a little bit this week, so hopefully we can get those guys back. But uh, as far as team-wide, you know, two guys out of 31 and no major injuries to speak of to this point, so we're doing pretty good in the injury That's category. That's good. That's good. Well, Coach, it's getting to that time of year. It's homecoming, getting a little bit of fall weather. Things are starting to look a little more like we like them starting to cool off a bit. Community is very active. Fall's always a big time around here. Uh, what's on your heart as we uh, reach the conclusion of this show? Uh, we just want to give you a little bit of time to talk about whatever is on your mind, on your heart, Coach. You know, uh, just exciting times. We've got lots going on, but at the same time, we see our kids taking the time to put others above themselves. Uh, you know, this pink out game coming up also uh, combined with homecoming. Uh, our volleyball team has been selling shirts. Uh, hopefully you can make it out to the volleyball game Friday night before the football game and uh, watch. It'll be a pretty cool presentation. I won't uh, steal Coach Sluter's thunder there, but there'll be a pretty cool presentation to somebody in our own community, in our own district, who has been uh, struggling, battling with cancer themselves. So uh, just it's, it's neat to see that when people struggle in this town that everybody's going to step in and, and help them out and do those things. And it's fun to see that we're teaching our kids those lessons uh, coming up that that's really what we want out of this deal. We want them to learn how to take care of others. Uh, sure, the sports are fun. Sure, the competition's fun. Winning's fun. But at the end of the day, if we're not putting others above ourselves and trying to uh, teach the kids that that's what it's really about, we're f failing. That's so, true. Uh, I think our coaches are doing that in all areas and all sports. And so just excited to be a part of it and looking forward to a fun uh, rest of this homecoming week and fun Friday night. Coach, it's a, it's a great time of year. I, I know Frank's especially excited that everybody else is wearing pink now. He's been in a pink bathing suit for the last little while. Uh, about a year now. Yeah, it's been a bit awkward, <laughs> but uh, it's good the rest of the community is finally catching up with him. Uh, stick around. Coming up next, it is going to be your Whitesboro Bearcats getting ready to take on the Peaster Greyhounds here in Whitesboro, Texas on homecoming night in Whitesboro. Want to say a big welcome back to all ex-students, teachers, and community members who are back for homecoming and look forward to a great game. Stick around. Coming up next, your Whitesboro Bearcats are going to put the beat down on Peaster. Let's go Bearcats. Let's go Bearcats. Let's go Bearcats. Let's go Bearcats.